Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Phanthropological Interview uh, episode of the podcast. I'm Nick G. I have here with me Nick Z. Hey. Say hi, Z. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we are here with Andy Spateri of Zelda Dungeon. Now, the reason for this, Andy actually, the, when he was on the show talking about Zelda, he suggested the topic of reboot for our show. And unfortunately, when we came to him to do the reboot show, uh, he was unable to make it. But we are writing that wrong now because we have him here to talk all about re- reboot. Andy, thank you for coming. You're very welcome. Happy to be here. Hello, Nick, Nick, and Nick. <laughs> I will pass that on to T the, yep. the next time I see him. Yep. First big question. Uh, wh- yeah. How did you get into reboot? Well, um, growing up. In Canada, you watch a lot of uh, YTV after you know after you're done school or whatever. So you'd come home, and you had shows such as Doug. You'd have shows such as uh, uh, Beast Wars, um, and then of course you had Reboot. So that was on my block of shows that I would watch, you know, pretty religiously. And uh, Reboot is is the one that just really stuck with me. Like that show is so ahead of its time that like, even even when I was like little I was watching it and I was like man this is this is awesome like this is this is like just an incredible premise an incredible show it's uh all the gags all the the pop culture references it's just it's just such a well done show and I think even when I was a kid I realized that so yeah I loved it then love it now yeah, because I mentioned this. I mentioned this on the episode we did, but like nothing at the time, nothing else looked like that. No, definitely not. Um, they had those little shorts on YTV, <laughs> the the Mind's Eye shorts. Um, yeah, those, and then they they managed to turn it into a series. I'm like, they can't possibly keep this up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it was. It had that like it had that a little bit of that reference reference stuff like there was a guy who was supposed to be a, a Star Trek nerd. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like I think in episode one, reboot had uh, they had a game come down. They were like they were in uh, Tie Fighters, in not called <laughs> Tie Fighters, but pretty much you know, in in not so many words, and and Bob and Dot were like trying to blow up the the reboot death star or whatever it was so it was just like it set the tone for what the series is and it's just like it's so ridiculous and uh I, it just completely owns it and it was like it's just such a cool like premise like living inside of a computer i don't think i can't even think of anything that's done it since then either or anything that's really like it so it was just it was way ahead of its time yeah for sure yeah. for sure like I look at a lot of the uh, the 3D rendered stuff now. Maybe not so much animation because you know Pixar, Disney, they've kind of kind of taken it over, kind of maybe taken it a step further. But there's still a lot of bad 3D art on the internet, and I don't understand why. <laughs> when in the 90s they were able to do <laughs> reboot, it, it doesn't make sense. And I mean, I guess uh, <laughs> legend has it that that Dot's first. Uh, character render had to be altered but uh you know aside from that i think everybody just (laughs) had such a cool like such a cool little look to them i was uh i was explaining to my girlfriend about this and i was like okay so there's like there's little numbers and they're binomes and stuff but they walk around so like there's a giant walking seven 
and he's making jokes about how he ate nine and, and it's just like stuff like that that's like that is why reboot is the king that's like that's like Futurama jokes pretty Futurama <laughs> and like it was, it was complete with the with the guy in the background cuts to the guy in the bar and he's like <laughs> like in retrospect you're like oh man it looks so like weird and simplistic and like it like it looks quaint now but it kind of owned its look like it didn't it didn't look like it was trying to look like something and failing it was kind of mm-hmm, it looked yeah. like its own thing it's it's almost like the equivalent of um like the wind waker to throw a zelda reference at you like the wind waker stylistically will will never look bad because of the style that they chose it'll never mm-hmm. date itself whereas a game or like another another series. Let's let's just keep the Zelda references and, and say like a Twilight Princess will look worse and worse as things become more realistic and realistic. And reboot just like completely has its own style that you know you can look at it now and it still looks completely awesome the way it was intended to. So it, it's it's a cool look, cool aesthetic, never been done before. I don't think there was a, I don't think I think that was like the first computer animated TV show. Yeah, like fully yeah. computer animated TV show. I think you're right. Yeah. Hey, we've only been talking for a few minutes here, but already, Andy, you've pulled out some references that I had totally forgotten about and that like didn't even get close to coming up when we were uh, talking about Reboot on the show earlier. So it seems, you know, I'm stating the obvious here, you are definitely a fan, but... Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Before, um, before Reboot was like officially released on DVD... And this was this is probably ten years ago. There was no DVDs to be found of reboot anywhere, save for like maybe two hundred bucks each on uh, on Amazon or something like that. So <laughs> I had a friend of mine like I, I don't know what she did. She torrented the episodes, downloaded them on like individual like CD discs for me, and and I have like a stack of about <laughs> twenty discs still that I'm actually looking at right now that have the reboot Man. artwork on them. Um, and they're like these wow. torrented versions. And then of course, when it actually came out, I, I bought it properly, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was, I just like, I love, I love reboot, man. It's, it's so good. Like it, it's got the thing of like, it reminds me, you know, of simpler times back in the day when I was a kid coming home after school, but it's also just like, it's very, it's very clever to watch as an adult. There's just a lot of stuff in there that you don't pick up on. Um, and a lot of like quirky little, little facts i think there was one time where like reboot in america used to be on abc mm-hmm. and they they canceled it and so they're they're calling like megabytes uh starships the abcs and how they gotta you know take oh, them out and right. stuff. yeah and it's just yeah. like it's all that little stuff that like as an adult you come back you're just like man this show is so good it's so clever <laughs> so, yeah I, I love reboot were you a fan from like from the first word or did it take you a few episodes to sort of settle in like when did you realize you were a fan uh like i i can't remember ever not liking reboot um this it started airing in 1994 so i would have been not very old a couple maybe like six years or seven years old or something like that um so i mean i i think i would think first time that i saw it was like hook line and sinker i I just it's such a cool it's such a different thing to see on tv and it looked different from everything else and uh, the the show was different from everything else, so it was just easy for it to stand out, especially to me. So uh, yeah, I would say I can't remember a time where I didn't love reboot. 
She realized I nodded, which is not great for um, <laughs> an audio podcast. But, yeah. but <laughs> I get I get what you're saying. Um, it's educational too. I learned what binary was because of reboot. Yeah. Or like, or like, I learned how binary worked. I should say. Yeah, there's there's tons of those weird little little like quirks in there. I had no idea, you know, what hexadecimal meant before you know I watched reboot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's lots of little cool things in there. I've got to I've got to ask this one. Um, you already shared a little bit about uh, your friend and her resilience, her perseverance in torrenting the whole thing and bringing it all to CDs for you. But aside aside from that, assuming that that's a fond memory, you know, when you were gifted with that <laughs> with that gift, yes. um, so apropos. <laughs> what is your What is another of your fond, or maybe even your fondest memory of being a reboot fan? Um, so a couple of years ago, I was at Comic Con down in Calgary, and uh, you know, obviously, there's lots of of cosplayers, you know, going around and like reboot reboot has its, its fans, but I wouldn't say it's like a pop culture phenomenon or anything by that means. Mm. So I, I was, I was walking around and I saw a guy in, in Bob cosplay and I was like, that's awesome. Like, like that's, that's super cool. You know, like somebody's dressed up as Bob and, and I was like, but you know what? That's cool. Like if, you know, if anyone's going to dress up as someone from reboot, they're going to dress as Bob. And then probably about, I don't know, a couple hours later in the same day, um, this girl walks around the corner dressed as Damon, and I was like, "Like, damn! Like, that's that's a hardcore fan because yeah. that came after the series actually ended." So, like, I I just I walked up with her, I got a picture uh, with her, and I just like I thought it was so cool because like I, I was like I I was pretty sure I was the only reboot nerd because like <laughs> none of the rest of my friends like reboot or not to the same extent that I do. So that that is always stuck out for me. I actually still have the picture. Wow. Um, yeah, that that was really cool for me. That's awesome. Like, yeah, must must you must not find so many in the wild. Yeah, not not really. It's uh, it's pretty rare. I think every every now and then you'll see like uh, a card decal with the guardian symbol. Oh yeah, okay. that's that's pretty rare. Um, even so, so when yeah, when you see another when you see another reboot fan, you gotta you gotta show them some love. Do you find that you've met met a few quite a few people who 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 remember it, but are not necessarily fans? Yeah, lots of people that remember it, but like to them, it was like any other show that was on, you know, YTV at the time. Um, mm. So I, I I find that the people that do remember reboot also remember Beast Wars and, and tend to like Beast Wars more. Really. Um. Yeah, like uh, they're made by the same studio, so yeah. like those two are always kind of like when I'm talking about them and I'm trying to explain to someone what reboot is, I'll usually throw out Beast Wars <laughs> as a reference. See, like, did you watch this? Because they made the guys that made Beast Wars made this, and I love Beast Wars, but uh, reboot's still my favorite. So whenever I throw that reference out there to try and like uh, explain to people who made the show and whatever, um, that's that's the one that I use, and people are like usually, oh yeah, I loved Beast Wars. That reboot was cool. <laughs> <laughs> weird oh man I'd, ha- I'd have them flipped like i'm not i'm not like a crazy fan of either like i i, I enjoy them both but like mm-hmm. i definitely say i prefer reboot over beast wars they're very close for me they're uh reboot's definitely my number one but beast wars was also just like awesome yeah i i kind of remember beast wars a little 
bit more. But I want to say that's mostly because I'm pretty sure it was on YTV after Reboot had finished. So it's I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why more people are uh, are familiar with it. It's a more recent memory by a year or two. Pro- yeah. I think they did like a separate show after it was done. It was called like Beast Machines or something like that. Hmm. Um, where they, it was like a different style. It wasn't as good, but like it, it definitely went on for a longer time. As far as far as I can remember, there might have only ever been six episodes of Beast Wars. I feel like they were just. <laughs> Stuck on a planet, and then the team would hit the one, and then they'd retaliate, and then there were a few. There were like three seasons, you know. There was there were some changing alliances, and and uh, the All Spark was no longer the MacGuffin by like the second season or something. It... <laughs> uh, things got pretty intense actually between the the Maximals and Predacons towards the end there. Yeah, man. Um, what I do remember is that reboot, like, kind of. Like it, it progressed, right? Mm-hmm. I remember the stakes getting bigger, and like, and like Enzo grows up, like he yeah, goes absolutely. on, he goes on his own, his own quest, you know, and mm-hmm. comes back. I, I think I'd stopped watching consistently by that time, but I remember turning it on and seeing like Enzo's grown up now. I'm like, what? <laughs> so reboot actually, like towards the end of the second season, it start, it kind of moved away from episode of the week where like you'd have your episode and it's finished then you move on and it had like long-term story arcs which is like i thought that it was really cool like for for a kid's show and i remember thinking that as a kid like man i I need to watch next week because like uh what happened to that there's three there's three blobs that just came out of gigabyte like what's the third one and like now what are they going to do they've opened the web and stuff you know what i mean like yeah and then season season three where enzo grows up had the whole like a whole other story arc to it so like it was such a again it was so ahead of its time in terms of how it presented itself to to its audience and trusting its its audience which are mostly kids to like be able to to follow along and and just stay with the story so most shows that were not soap operas at the time weren't doing <laughs> continuing stories, let alone kid shows, let alone cartoons. Yeah. So it like, it strikes me as almost a little bit of a, I, re- I realize it, it, pre- it predates Harry Potter a little bit, but kind of like Harry Potter and that it kind of grew up with it, with its audience. It only had, you know, not as many mm-hmm. seasons to do that over, but it seemed like, like the, the storytelling evolved and became more mature as it went on. Yeah. I think that's a great analogy. Um, I think I mentioned earlier that it switched networks in the States and I think that gave it a little bit more freedom to tell those kind of stories. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think like, like literally reboots growing up with you. Enzo goes from a kid to like the grizzled matrix. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah, that's a perfect analogy for it. Would you say that the shows growing up alongside you was maybe the most attractive part of it? Like the thing that drew you into it the most or was there some other element that like really sticks out in your mind? Um, I, I definitely, I do like that. Like, I feel like I kind of grew up with, with reboot. Um, I, and I think for me though, just like the thing that I always think of when I think of reboot that sticks out in my mind is just like how ahead of its time it was for everything from like the, the style to this, the aesthetic that they chose that'll never go bad. The jokes that they told that are, funny if you're a kid or funny if you're an adult, the, all of the, the references, it's just like, it's, it was such a, such a cleverly done show. Um, 
and when I like when I think of reboot, I, that's kind of the the image that I always get was just like uh, I just thought it was such a unique concept that was just like so well done. Uh, have you have you ever converted anyone? I had I had a friend a while ago that I made watch all of Reboot in, uh, <laughs> in exchange for watching like Pretty Little Liars, but I only lasted a season of that. So, oh yeah, um, trying trying to get my girlfriend on the Reboot train, but she's been hesitant so, thus far. It's been a couple of years, so I, I don't know about this at this point. Um, but I. <laughs> I'll definitely like preach it to anyone. Like if I, I have a couple nephews and when they're a little bit older, I'm going to make them watch oh, reboot. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause um, I'm not, uh, cause as you're saying, it's ahead of its time and I don't want to throw shade on it, but I wonder if it was like, like it was really a place in time thing. Cause it was like, uh, in- incredible at the time, but it, it, it might not seem as uh, like the same now. It, it, yeah, it very well could be. Um, I think like you definitely have some explaining to do to someone that didn't grow up in the nineties. Like, like, what <laughs> yeah. do you mean insert games and what do you like? What's MS DOS and what's what's Pong? You know, like, what are all these yeah. things? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it very well could be. I think that it's good enough though that it's it'll stand the test of time. Um, but I guess but, yeah, it, 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 maybe maybe my uh, nostalgia is blinding me to that. So I don't know. I mean, like. Like the what you can erase is is like the references maybe were obviously more more tied to the nineties, but like the writing is good. Yeah, yeah, and you definitely. Can't, you can't, you know, that good writing is good writing. And to to me, like some of the references that they make, I think they do it fairly fairly good because they make general references. Um, hmm. Aside from like very specific references to things like Star Wars and Jurassic Park and uh, James Bond, which are still like you know, People uh, culturally, yeah. culturally yeah. relevant. Yeah. They, they have just like very like broad references to like old Westerns and, and night's tales and, and stuff like that. So I think, I think it'll still be easy to, to follow along with it. There'll definitely be some stuff that's, you know, stuck in the nineties and that's where it's going <laughs> to stay. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, that kids today would dig it. Yeah. Well, I, I just thought of the, they're playing a game where like they're trying to, to stop a truck or hijack a truck or something like that. That's got like a, an explosive payload. Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah. 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 The truck yeah. was like a megabyte truck. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah all I can I think of one. is, is Mad Max for your road. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there you go. Ahead of its time. Yeah, exactly. So like there's lots of touchstones and I think I remember like Star Trek. I think maybe I think I remember a Sailor Moon reference in there. Um, yeah. stuff like that, but like every, as you said, like every, everything, all that stuff is like still around. And even like some ultra nineties references they had, like I think there is a couple of Baywatch references in there. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, even that, even that's coming back with <laughs> movies. So like it, it all comes a bit, it all comes around. Yeah. What yeah. what what's great? <laughs> what's great is is this is you know the the beginning the the childhood the growing up of like this this big nostalgia generation. So we've brought all that stuff with us forward. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Everything goes in circles. Exactly. Although maybe the reboot circle is a little bit uh, more of a swirl. Since I wouldn't say that the new series necessarily closed that circle. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the new series. <laughs> let's talk about the new series. 
Okay. Have we all seen the trailer? I saw the trailer. That's uh, yeah. about as much as I want to see. Uh, you know, and like to be fair, I haven't I haven't watched it, so mm. it's some criticisms. You know. Yeah. Yeah. How much can I criticize if I haven't actually sat down and watched it? And it's it's also like definitely not a show that's made for us. No, I don't think. Yeah. No. But you had you had a real cool opportunity to do something like really cool. Like you could you could have done you know new viruses surfing the internet or like smartphones or or whatever. Like uh, I don't know about this whole. Uh, I, I don't know about the direction that they chose to go making it like a, I don't know, like an iCarly kind of thing. <laughs> well, I, th- I think what's, what I think is weird about the decision, and that's the decision is kind of what I, I guess what I can comment on having not seen it, mm-hmm. is doesn't look like they're going after the previous reboot fans. No. They just want to use the property. Yeah. Which I find very strange. It, it does seem weird because, I mean, there aren't a ton of, you know, reboot fans as we talked about, like diehard reboot fans. But if that's the case, like, why are you rebranding it at all? Like, why not just make something new? Yeah. Um, if you're not going to go after those hardcore fans that would support you. So it, it is strange. It, it's also just like jarring to see a reboot series where you have a bunch of like human main characters. Um, yeah, that that aren't going to be like in the actual computer. <laughs> they were the, they were the enemy in the original series. <laughs> yeah, <the> like, <laughs> explain explain that. Oh boy, it it it's uh, it's what I like to call the Riverdale conundrum. Ooh, uh, because I don't know why why you'd 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 call all of these. Give give all these characters Archie characters names because none of them resemble the characters from Archie comics. <laughs> so people who have been following Archie for a long time won't recognize them. And the people who care about like the dark Twin Peaksy small town <laughs> USA murder mystery thing won't care about Archie characters. So you've proved your point because I haven't watched Riverdale. The the, the, conund- <laughs> the uh, let's not talk about Riverdale too much. Um, but the conundrum is solved because it's very popular. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> But it seems like, like, like this, this new one is neither fish nor fowl kind of thing. Like they're like, oh, there'll be appearances by some of the characters, but like I don't, you know. In I, the, I don't want there to be appearances by any of the characters. No. to be honest. Like I, I, you know, I'm fine with Bob in my memory as he <laughs> is, and I don't want him interacting with like some 14 year old kid star. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just like okay, new reboot. We're back to Bob and his adventures or Enzo or something like that. All the every corner of the globe, all the reboot fans would have flocked, I assume. For sure. Oh for yeah, sure. for sure. Um, but they want to get kids in. Yeah. And I mean, they're like Netflix is like putting up putting up reboot original to be like, "Oh man, get ready for <laughs> for our new series," but it doesn't seem like there's too much connective tissue. Because oh, no. because the whole point was like the part that we are aware of um, of a computer is is what they don't know in reboot. Yeah, they know about right. the interior, right? That they live there. Yeah, and they're seeing what you don't, and vice versa. So I don't know. It looked like um, was that VR troopers? Yeah, yeah. 
that's what the trailer reminded me of. Yes. It just, it's just weird that like, like you said, like you had this omnipotent user in reboot and now you find out that there's four users and they're all kids and they're like the re- they're the actual heroes, not the people inside the computer. It, it's just whatever. It, it's, it's not for us. Hopefully it finds an audience and maybe if it does find an audience, it'll inspire those guys to go back and watch the original reboot yeah um, maybe and, and you so. know what if it if it does you know i guess mission accomplished on as far as what i'd want to see out of that show but uh yeah it, it's not how i would have done it yeah. all right I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna what if i'm gonna play what if here <laughs> say we do it you know we got the internet we got smartphones you know we got bluetooth whatever all all that stuff's in play now and it's it's bob and enzo and, and dot and, and the crew how would you want it to look? Would you want it to look like it did originally? Or would you want it to reflect now? Um, like, I'd, I'd keep, like, the same kind of, like, quirks to reboot, for sure. Like, have mm-hmm. all the, the same, like, binome characters and the, the numbers and, like, more or less just update. I mean, like, like, Super Mario has looked more or less the same. He's just got more refined as time went on from, mm-hmm. like from like Mario 64 to Odyssey, right? So like keep that same kind of style with the reboot guys. I th- like I would have had them if I were to do a new show, I would have had them explore the web a lot more. Like I think like if you're going to do a new show, maybe get out of mainframe and let's just let's move on from mainframe because we've we've been there, we've done that, we've rebooted mainframe and it's all good now, but like like in 20 years versus 20 years ago, we didn't have the web as we have it now. So, yeah. like, you've got so much room there for, for storytelling and, like, the different parts of, like, the, the dark web, you could call it, or, like, the, I don't know, you could portal around and, and go to different smartphones or, like, think of the games you could do now. Like, that would just oh be, like, goodness. a killer. How would they handle Matt. Candy Crush? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, imagine them being on the other side of, like, like a lot of, pop, like, you throw in, like, a Call of Duty or something like that. <laughs> Yeah and, yeah, and and you could still, I mean, you could still make this show for kids, and it would still work as long as you kind of have that same um, quality of writing. And I think there's, yeah, I mean, there's you know great writers out there that I'm sure must have grow up grew up with reboot. So I'm sure you could have found someone that could that could pen this, uh, you know, and make it cool. So that's that's what I would have done. Like maybe reboot explores the web. Or something like that you, you can just make it one long like journey you know yeah campaign if you will um well going back to the writing and like the fact that it's a that it's a kid show it just it just the the part that opens it up that makes me feel like it kind of uh belongs in, in that like adventure time gravity falls sort of cat steven universe like sort of category is it never i never got the sense that it was condescending to kids oh no never, definitely not never talked down to them it was definitely a show for kids first and foremost. But I mean, like, look at you look at a Pixar movie, and like, those are I'd say most of the time they're they're just as joy- enjoyable whether you're an adult watching it as a kid. You know, as oh, yeah. a kid, you appreciate different things versus what you do as an adult. Like, I think Reboot kind of did that very well back in its day. There were you know some really cool things that uh, that I liked as a kid, and uh, there are some really cool things now that I like as an adult that I didn't like back then, but I do now. Well, here's one for you, Andy. Um, back in the day, and even now, like 
were you or are you active in the community, the fan community for Reboot? Of Reboot, no, I, I wouldn't say it so much. Probably not as much, you know, as I could be. I think when I was a little bit younger, I was on a couple of Reboot sites that were mm-hmm. uh, that were hoping for like a Reboot revival. And then when the Guardian Code, um, the comic, I think it was, was announced, I was, uh, I was in the forums and like, you know, typing my taping my wish list for what I wanted to see. But yeah. uh, as, as I've, as I've got older, I'm, I'm definitely more of a fixture in the video game community than I would, than I am. in uh, I don't know what you'd even call it. The old, the old YTV community, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. There is an R reboot. <laughs> um, it's mostly people being grumpy about the, uh, <laughs> the, re- the reboot reboot. It's not weird. It's like the reboot reboot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone had fun with that for <laughs> half an hour after it was announced, and then. <laughs> Do you see any sort of connection between like how you got into the video game community from being a reboot fan? Like, was there some sort of thing about reboot that got you maybe more interested in video games than you already were? Or- uh, I w- I don't know if I would say that reboot got me more interested in video games, but I definitely like I almost. I almost think that Reboot, like, I liked Reboot so much because I was into video games. Like, I feel like that is a video game masquerading as a TV show, you know? Yeah. Like, that that could be a, that could have been a great video game. You know, you have all your action, you have your playable characters and Bob, Dot, and Enzo, and you have this these awesome villains, and you have this, this giant, like, playground in, in mainframe, and you have, I mean, literally, you have games in that show where you you reboot into all these different characters. So like, I think, you know what, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it was the, uh, you know, the fun and the sensation of them going into all the different games that maybe did push me a little bit more towards video games. But, uh, like I, I've always viewed reboot as like a half show, half video game kind of thing. Like I wouldn't feel out of place talking about reboot with some of my, uh, colleagues over at uh, Zelda dungeon for sure. Hmm. All right, how's, how's this for an episode? Bob is Navi. Ah. Oh man! <laughs> if if anybody if anybody would be Navi, it would be Mike the TV. Oh. <laughs> ninety nine, ninety nine. Mike Mike the TV could make a pretty good tingle too. Oh. Yeah, that's true. That's a good call, actually. I have very strong memories of Mike. You know, you know who could be, uh, you know, who could be Navi is Al, and instead of "Hey, listen," you just get "What?" Picture <laughs> 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 picture character like like spewing out like paragraphs of dialogue, but it only comes out as "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is uh, this one from T here. Do you have a favorite episode of Reboot? I have a couple. I don't know if I could narrow it down to one. Um, this might take a, this might take a sec if you guys yeah, want to hear these episodes. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, I would say the one that immediately comes to mind is uh, Trust No One, and that's where uh, that's where they have like the Mulder and Scully binomes investigating like disappearances <laughs> and uh it, it was really creepy because like people were going missing in mainframe and uh eventually they found everybody and they were like being strung up in these cocoons and, and it was just like it was super weird and so they found them 
And it was this web creature that was kidnapping everybody. And then the web creature escaped into the net. And that's that's how, like, all the other web creatures knew to came to come back to mainframe. So that, like, kind of kicked off the big um, episode or, like, the big story arc of the of the second season. So that one, I always thought, was just, like, a, such a good episode. And then that bleeds over into the next episode, which is Web World Wars, where, like, they're, you know, Megabyte and Bob have teamed up, and they're fighting the, uh, the infestation from the web. And then, uh, spoiler alert from 20 years ago, but uh, uh, Megabyte betrays Bob at the end and, like, sends him up into the web before he closes the portal. I remember watching that, and I was just like, oh, my God, and I ran upstairs I was telling my dad what had just happened. I was like, he, they made Enzo a guardian and then he betrayed Bob and he shot him up into the web and I don't know what's happening. And, uh, that, that was just an insane episode. Um, identity crisis is a really awesome episode. It's a, it's a two parter. Um, it's the one where I can't remember what dot matrix is having like, a like, a Christmas Carol kind of thing where like, she's, She's saying that like the world would be better off without her. And then she goes into a game and it's uh, she's in this creepy circus and uh, it's she has to beat the game pretty much all by herself because everyone else has fallen victim to the to the game. And it, it was it was a creepy kind of clown episode. And I, I dug it a lot. Um, and then I would say I don't know what the episode is actually called, but it's the one where uh, they're in the Web and then they find um the crimson binome again and they're looking for bob and like you you uh matrix meets up with the crimson binome and then they they end up finding bob and he takes his mask off and he's he's glitch bob and he looks super cool but like the first thing he says is like you just can't talk in these things and it's like same old bob love this guy so <laughs> that, that was really cool and then uh the series finale was awesome that was a good episode i think that one was called end program or something like that but uh the, the final showdown between Matrix and Megabyte was was wicked. I still have not watched the whole series. It's like yeah. it's it's dark, man. It's like kind of like Matrix Revolution style, where like there Matrix has got Andrea's trident and like Megabyte's got his Wolverine claws and they're battling and like there's it's like the ruins of of mainframe or Megaframe as it was now and. Uh, it gets it gets pretty heavy. Like uh, Matrix has him down, and uh, he's got his foot on his throat, and he, you know, people are urging him like, "Don't do it! Don't don't kill Megabyte!" And he just stabs the the trident beside him and tells him to leave. Oh, it was so good. Wow. It was good. And then Bob was uh, he confronted Hexadecimal. Ooh. Excellent, excellent show. Yeah, excellent episode. Perfect way to end off reboot before like the the movies, which I. I think of the movies more so of like little side projects or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the season three finale was uh, was incredible. Yeah, a very question that that I thought of in in retrospect, thinking about how I watched the show. What was the first opportunity to find out that Andrea's name was a pun? I think it took me a while. Because uh... is it is it written <laughs> anywhere in the show? It's, in the credits? I yeah, I don't think so. It, it may be in the credits. But uh, if you didn't know, then you wouldn't have an opportunity to know. Because I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's written anywhere. I, you know what? I think actually the episode that she comes in is called Andrea, and it's spelt oh, with AI. The, yeah. But I think that's probably it. Because I feel like 
I felt like an idiot for not realizing it when I found out, but I'm like, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I had no idea until, like, years later, I'm sure. <laughs> but I love that they did anyway. Like, just, just to get the... Uh, just to get the pun in there. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have to color. There was never a pun that Reboot uh, walked away from. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, um, it shares shares a character name with uh, Spaceballs. I, I will just like never in my life forget the, when Bob walks into the bar and it's just like, Oh, why is everybody afraid of seven? And then they just pull out the classic <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Good God. It was so lame and so cheesy. It was just, it was so funny. <laughs> like, they were all about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, back in the day or even now, um, do you like maybe not so much are cause we've already kind of talked a little bit about um whether you're still active or whether you were active in the, the fan community for reboot. Um, but like, do you express your fandom then or now? Oh, absolutely. On a, yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, on, the re- on a regular basis or every now and then. I reference reboot a lot, especially when I'm talking to like people my age and we're talking about things that we grew up on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll throw in some, uh, some reboot, uh, some, some of the reboot language has made its way into my lexicon where I'll call something alphanumeric <laughs> or I'll do Bob's, um, um, that's, this is bad, really bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. just like little stuff like that. Um, uh, I, I just find myself saying, and I'm like, I love reboot. Um, if I get a dog, I'm gonna name it Frisket. So I name my cat after something Zelda. I'm gonna name my dog after something reboot. So <laughs> that's amazing. Do you know of any um, like fan projects that are have tried or are trying to like? keep the original sort of characters and story alive. Um, there was, there was a comic that was going on for a long time. And I, I actually think that was an official comic. I could be wrong though. There was a comic that kind of, uh, followed Enzo and like, I think he was a kid and they followed him in like the guardian cadet. And I, I could be getting confused because I thought that was called the guardian code. Um, I probably am getting it confused, but, uh, I remember that one from my days um, when I was, you know, a little bit more active in the reboot scene. Yep. Um, lately, I like I haven't heard of anything lately, but like I'd be, I'd be totally down to pretty much in any way, shape, or form continue, you know, the original journeys of of Bob and and Dot and Enzo and stuff like that. So if that came via any kind of revival, like if there's a Kickstarter or something for it, I'd be all up in that. Pretty much anything that's not this new reboot. <laughs> Man, you say that, but they might find find something even uh, even more yeah. distasteful. You know, you know what it was? It was reboot revival, not reboot okay. the Guardian Code. Okay, like that's since finished, or just stopped. Um, I can't, I can't be sure. So. There was there was something called Reboot Revival, and it was um, it was a canceled fan project. I'm just looking into it right now. Mm-hmm. Looks like it looks like it was shut down actually by um, 
Rainmaker who who made reboot. So it did, it didn't get too far into uh, into its life before it got a cease and desist. It looks like, which is too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate when that happens. Uh, RebootRevival.com though it has a ton of uh, different information about about uh, the new reboot series, and I'm looking at Megabyte in the new in the Guardian Code. And he looks super weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, Tony Tony Jaw maybe was his name. I, I want to say Tony J. Said, yeah, sorry, some like some like that. He's he's since passed away. Yep. And like you can't have Megabyte without that voice. I think they got somebody who can do a pretty good impression. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, it seems uh, it seems like none of us can really speak for the reboot of today and its community and, and all that. But uh, back in the day, what was the community like? Was it pretty like? What was it like being a reboot fan online in the nineties? Well, I was a reboot fan more so in the early. 2000s because that's i think reboot reboot ran until 97 or 98 maybe with the movies coming out (laughs) and um there was always talk that they were gonna bring it back and then when it became more apparent in the early 2000s that it wasn't going to be back in a in a fashion like on tv or anything like that is when um you know i i went online and there was a lot of people kind of writing their own fan fiction to what they think happened. Um, Cause if you remember, there's two movies that came out after season three and one of them was Damon rising. And then the other one was my two Bobs. Yep. And then uh, one of the Bobs ended up being megabyte and it just ended there and it was a big cliffhanger. And that's like, that's where the, the show ended. So a lot of people were just writing their own fan fiction to, to see what went there. I distinctly remember there being a comic um, going on with Chad, uh, I want to say it had like a young Enzo Matrix in it um, at the Guardian Training Academy. Um, so if anyone out there knows, uh, let me know, and I can so I can <laughs> catch up on that. But uh, but yeah, so that like just a lot of it was just kind of people trying to finish off the show more so than uh, creating different projects. Because I think there was a belief for a long time that reboot was going to come back in a sense. Because like you. Back then, you you mostly didn't just end on like a, a note like that, so it was a uh, it was weird. But uh, I remember I remember reading a lot of different fan fiction. There was a lot of different ideas about you know what was going on in mainframe now that Megabyte had seemingly came back. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was the community itself like? I mean, it was it was like any early two thousands kind of message boards. Message boards were still finding their feet, I think, back then. And uh, websites definitely weren't as, uh, as polished as they are now, but they also had like the, a sense of purity to them, I found. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember there just being a lot of like, probably a lot of like younger kids my age that had grown up with Reboot and now were teenagers and, and were just uh, wanting to get it back. So a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, I don't want to say the, use the term keyboard warriors because that's a derogatory term, but a lot of just kids online just you know wanting to put their ideas out there. We've already covered your favorite episodes, but I'm kind of curious: do you have a favorite character? Uh it's hard. Like it's hard not to say Bob. 
Yeah. Definitely hard not to say, especially Glitch Bob. I always thought Glitch Bob was so cool. It's got a really cool design. And it's it's also it's hard not to say Matrix because uh, Matrix is awesome. <laughs> um, and it's also hard not to say Andrea because she was just as so th- those three would be my favorite. So okay. to answer your question, but I guess like to throw some love out there to the characters that wouldn't get like picked, I guess very often. Um, love love Mike the TV. That guy is just <laughs> so funny. Um, the Crimson Binome I thought I think is great. Um, even uh, like even Fong has his has his moments or like uh, Hair Doctor I thought was really funny. Hmm? So it's just uh, like I I think it's hard not to pick like the main guys, but th- there are definitely some good underrated characters in there. And like I'm sure that there is like tons of awesome like one off appearance characters that I can't remember right now. Yeah, I do remember it having a pretty expansive cast. Yeah, definitely. Even if you're not uh, too active in it now, um, it's based mostly on just what you remember from back in the day, or even what you know of the fandom now. What do you wish people knew about Reboot the Show and or the fandom itself? Um, if I... I, I, w- I wish that people new and i think everyone that grew up with it does but i think that a lot of people that were maybe just a few years too young for reboot i wish they knew about reboot like like what this show did it was it was a first and just so many different levels it was you know it, it was a it was a first computer animated show it was the first kids show to move on to serial storytelling versus episodic storytelling it was the first show that really integrated computers into into fiction um so i just like i guess to answer the question i'd just like for people to know like how groundbreaking this show really was because it truly was and uh you know to the the fans that have stuck with it for so so long like like being a being a reboot fan is even worse than being a metroid fan Cause like you just go for so long without hearing anything on it. And then like you get updates that you don't want. So, you know, that they're a loyal bunch, um, yeah. it, you know, reboot revival still tweets out to this day, different things about reboot. So I think that that's, oh. that's awesome. So you'll never find like a more loyal, dedicated to the cause fan base than the people who love reboot. Yeah. It's like, it's got a real cult feel to it. I feel like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been doing a lot of, a lot of personal one-on-one research on this, but I feel like a lot of people aren't, aren't like watching it and being like, ah, oh, this isn't very good. I feel like it's just like, there's not even a lot of people who know about it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever met someone that like said to me, reboot sucked. I've met, I've met a lot of people that say like, yeah, reboot was like, it was pretty good. But I've never met anybody that says like it was a bad show because I I don't think that those people exist. I think that you either have the people who like really are into reboot, and then the people that just remember it growing up. And now it's on Netflix. That's right. They were the original on Netflix. I assume I assume not just in Canada. <laughs> yeah, fingers. Crossed. I would I would hope not. Yeah. yeah. Just to say when I when I first came around to like even us researching this, I didn't realize that it ever aired in the U.S. To be quite honest. It did, but it's 
you definitely have, I would say almost any Canadian that grew up in the nineties probably knows what, re- what reboot is, but then you ask an American, it's very hit or miss. Um, mostly miss rather than hit too, yeah. for being honest. It's like when I find out Americans know about trailer park boys. <laughs> they have trailer park boys there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. Jeez. I'm not like a fan of the show or anything, but I'm just surprised if <laughs> I know what it is at all. It, it has its moment. I think it has its moments in like 30 second Facebook clips like in 30 second <laughs> yeah, intervals. Trailer park boys is pretty good. That's probably the best way to, to enjoy it. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> all right. Andy, if you would like people to find you on the internet, uh, where can they do that? You can head over to Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Um, you can check me out there. And then you can uh, head over to ZeldaDungeon.net. That's where I do uh, lots of writing and uh, uh, other good stuff. And then uh, if you head over to to Podbean, you can catch me on the Zelda Dungeon uh, podcast, The Champions Cast, which goes out every Monday. And, and that's where I live on the internet. <laughs> nice that's where your consciousness remains forever <laughs> that's right and I reboot into human form <laughs> cool cool uh, as for us uh, we are the next cast in pretty much every corner of the internet that I can think of except maybe the dark web where we are next cast 69 yeah um, but yeah, all our episodes can be found over at com. If you uh, have any other stuff that you'd like to, to see us uh, discuss on the show, please do email us, nick at thenixcast.com. And um, put it. Uh, thank you again, Andy, for joining us. Hmm. Hey, really thank you for having me. It, it was it was awesome. I it, it makes me feel like so nostalgic and in an awesome way to talk about reboot. So thanks a lot, guys. Awesome. All right. Um, so on behalf of Z and myself, um, I will hope you join talking next time. Bye, everybody.